Hi, everybody. Billy Hulting here. Thanks for tuning in. This episode, we've got part two of the history of jazz guitar. Brad Rebuchin and Jeff Miley are back to cover six influential guitar players that first emerged in the 70s and 80s. They'll discuss the influence each had on jazz and the evolution of the guitar. The guitar players they talk about are Pat Metheny, John Schofield, Bill Frizzell, Mike Stern, Ralph Towner, and John McLaughlin. They do a lot more playing in this episode than our normal jazz roundtable. We hope that you really enjoy it as they play music from each of these artists. Check out the show notes for a more complete list and links to recordings by the players we discuss. As always, the Jazz Roundtable is recorded in front of a live internet audience. I've edited a bit from the original, but all the good stuff is here from the live show. These shows are free, but if you'd like to leave us a little something in the tip jar, please go to live at 0bpm.com slash tip jar. And note, live at 0bpm.com is spelled live, A-T-Z-E-R-O-B-P-M.com. You can also tip on Venmo at Z-E-R-O-B-P-M. We always love it if you subscribe and leave reviews. That really helps us spread the word. I want to make the show better, and you can help. So feel free to send ideas to podcast at live at zeropm.com. Thank you, and have fun listening. Welcome to the Jazz Roundtable, brought to you by Live at Zero BPM, with your host, Grammy Award-winning percussionist and mallet player, Billy Holting. Tonight's guest, it's the Jazz Roundtable number 12, History of the Jazz Guitar, Part 2, featuring Brad Rebuchin and Jeff Miley. If you care to donate, click on the donate slash tip jar link in the description or on our website at live at 0bpm.com slash tip jar. You can also tip on Venmo at C-E-R-O-B-P-M. And now, let's get to the music with your host, Billy Halting. Hey, everybody out there in Internet Land, we're back for another Jazz Roundtable. And this one's going to be really fun. We decided to not wait to do History of the Jazz Guitar Part 2 because we wanted to get it done as, as soon as we could. So just a few things. As you know, uh, we are entirely tip-based. Every little bit helps. Uh, it goes to the people you see on the screen and our guests tonight, who I'll introduce in a second. But also, like and share. I see we don't have a huge audience right now uh, on the live streams, but we will. And then this thing is archived. So if you're watching this, like and share. If you're watching an archive, you can tip. If you're listening to the podcast of this, you can still tip. Just go to live at 0bpm.com slash tip jar or on Venmo at Z. E-R-O-B-P-M. I'll put the links up in the uh, in the uh, the chat rooms on there. So, but let's get to this. We wanted to do the jazz guitar history of the jazz guitar part two sooner than later. We were thinking about doing it in a couple of months, but we just got excited and wanted to finish it up because there's about seven or eight people on the list that we didn't talk enough about. We're going to talk about mostly people who emerged in the 70s and 80s. It's going to be a really fun thing. And I of course have our two favorite guitar players ever here. Let's bring them on. Hey, here it's uh, Brad Rebuchin and Jeff Miley. What's up? Hey, everyone. <laughs> so, hey guys, how are you tonight? Hey, Good. Billy. Great. Put the headphones on so I can hear them. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and, and, and in fact, they are in studio. Normally this is the setup, the visual setup for uh, remote guests, but these guys decided to come in the studio. So let's see what they look like there. There's the, the overhead hey, shot. There is the up? other shot. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. and I can even put their names on the board. So you know who they are. Of course, it's Brad Rebuchin and Jeff Miley. You might recognize them from such shows as When I'm Not Here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They, uh, they've played a bunch of times and they host When I'm Gone and they help run everything. 
And they've just been truly great supporters of all the live stream shows. And they're also two of the best guitar players in L.A. Yeah, I said it. And uh, they're so knowledgeable about all this stuff. So I'm really excited to have them here. And, uh, well, let's just get right to it. What do you guys want to start out with? You want to play something? You want to talk about somebody? Well, well, I guess we should maybe talk a little bit because, um, you know, because now we're kind of in the era of sort of at least... Um, for my roots, you know, as far as getting into jazz, because this is sort of the first generation of guitar players to me that are kind of coming out of, you know, they grew up hearing rock, you know, you know, you know, you know, they're not pure jazz from, from the day they were born, um, guys, you you, you know, you know, and, and we'll get into it, you know, how, how they, you know, they, what their various influences are and stuff. Um, and I don't, I don't know. I mean, Jeff, is that kind of your take too? I mean, I, you know, totally. I mean, these guys all, you know, they heard the Beatles and yeah, yeah. everything after that. Clapton, uh, you know, they they heard all that stuff. So they had a a different frame of reference, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we were talking about people like Wes Montgomery or Joe Pass or um, Charlie Christian or. Uh, Django, um, Kenny Burrell, all the different people that we were talking about previously, all those people really, they're, they're, they're kind of coming from jazz from the, from the, from the, from the beginning and not that they didn't have other influences, but, but now we're talking about, we're going to be talking about Matheny, Pat Matheny, John Schofield, Bill Frizzell, Alan Holsworth, Mike Stern, Ralph Towner, John Abercrombie, John McLaughlin, those are some of the guys we want to talk about today. And, and all of them, you you can hear it in their playing and also just in, in you know in their generation of you know that they that they played Beatles songs or Stone songs or mm-hmm. Elvis Presley or yeah. whatever you know and 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 there's that influence even even though they're they're jazz players you know and they're coming from a jazz place you know as Agreed. you know you know but is but there's this sort of mix of other stuff going on you, you know you know and sort of new ways to think about the guitar you know starting to use effects. Um, Starting to use not just use the classic jazz guitar, you know, big hollow body, solid body like this. Yeah, yeah. Or later you'll see Brad play a telly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, different guitars, different sounds. Maybe you know the traditional jazz guitar tone is real pure and clean and warm, and then these guys got into all kinds of other stuff, bright, brighter sounds. Yeah, yeah. And you name it. So, yeah, well, it's a it's a killer list. And so why don't we just start going through them? I'm not going to jump in and interject too much tonight, but I would like to, with each guy, not only talk about what they did for the instrument and for the genre, but how, what, when people listen to them, what should they be listening for? How did they influence you personally would be great. And, you know, what to listen for when, when we're, when people are listening to them, because I'm going to put all these guys up and links to the specific songs they talk about in the show notes. And when this is uh, live, when I, I'll put the show notes up as I can, probably tomorrow, but also the podcast version doesn't actually get done until Friday. I probably won't have that done. So all anyway, right. but if you're listening to the podcast, you can check it out if you want to get links on all these guys and then you'll know that much more about them. Cool. So who's first on the list, guys? Well, um, I, you know, I think we're going we're gonna to start with Pat Metheny and um, we're going to do a song called Question and Answer. And, 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 and I think, you know, we're, we're going to... You know, at least speaking for myself, I'm gonna I'm gonna play like myself, but I'm also gonna try to channel some as each tune. I'm gonna try to sort of bring you know yeah. elements of of whatever player we're playing, and 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 also the, you know we're talking about people which which are 
which are pretty big influences on on my playing, and I think for you, Me Jeff, as well. As well you yes. know, you know, so like for sure, um, you know, like for instance, this 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 song is a song that that you know I transcribed and and learned, you know, and made a chart for, and you pro- probably did the same thing. I don't know. I did, yes. Uh, <laughs> you know, in fact, that might be my chart. This uh, this yeah. is your chart actually. Oh, oh that is my chart. Yeah, yeah, yeah handwritten right. by Brian. Oh, handwritten. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, in in my uh, tab tablet. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and but anyway, some things to listen to for for me is is there's a you know since we might as well talk a little bit about it before we play. Just, yeah. Just you know so so there's sort of a. Matheny's, you know, he's from um, Kansas or Missouri. Uh, Missouri. I'm sorry, he's Missouri. From Missouri. Okay. Somewhere, all the states in that area. Kansas adjacent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and and so there's a real, you know, there's a kind of a country and Americana influence. Yeah. In in his playing, and and there's sort of like a, a lot of open chords and stuff, and you'll hear that there's a kind of like some pedal things happening, which means sort of a re- repeating note. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, like the the. The bridge is actually f- coming from Giant Steps, so right. so so, yeah. so jazz is in there too. Giant Steps, the famous um, John um, John McLaughlin, John Coltrane <laughs> <Yeah>. tune. <laughs> I'm thinking about guitar players. Yes. Uh, anyway, so I guess there's well, anything you want to add. I could say one, you them? know, talking about harmony or the way guitar players play chords. Mm-hmm. You know, this tune starts in it's in D minor, and the intro is in D minor. If this was a more traditional jazz tune. It, or composition or player, you know, I'd hear, I'd think of a sound like this, maybe, yeah, or maybe something like this. Well, Matheny's intro is this. You know, it's, I think, open is a good, a good description. Yeah, of yeah the he's way he's, he, he's using the sound of the guitar. He's using the way the guitar resonates and putting open strings and simple intervals this is just the interval of a fourth that's his d minor sound right right so it's a totally sets up a different vibe you know i think so let's do it yeah okay okay all right here we go two three ready go Thank you. 
Yeah. Yeah, guys. Very cool. Yeah, that's a, that's such a great tune. What's the name of that one again? That's called Question and Answer. Yeah, that's a kind of a classic uh, Pat Metheny thing. Yeah. And, and it's nice to hear your your guys you guys play like yourselves and obviously we can hear the influence. So Yeah. But you know, when people are listening to Pat Metheny, what what should they be listening for? I mean, you already mentioned the openness of his mm-hmm. voicings and things like that, but anything else? Well, he's very uh just beautiful he just creates beautiful phrases and and melodies as he's improvising you know a lot of his stuff you know you'll you'll be sitting at the concert and you if you had, had hadn't heard the recording or knew the song you you'd sometimes be hard pressed to know which parts are improvised mm-hmm. and which are written out you know he's just so always thinking and creating and just really which i think is the best solos if they just sound really musical and yeah um, well it's it's melodic you know and it sort of transcends the scales and you know you know and the technique and stuff yeah because you know some some problem people have with any style and particularly jazz is just sometimes it just sounds too much like like what's happening you know in other words like oh yeah that's an arpeggio that's a scale and really he's he's playing his playing you know and and you know other great players obviously too but but it really sort of transcends like even what it is you know and and, and, he, and he'll play something real simple and mm-hmm. he won't be embarrassed by it <laughs> right <laughs> you know um which and 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 he's one one of the the, the great players as far as connecting with a non-musician audience as yes. far as jazz you know you know i'm always struck by when i go to see him is that there's people of all ages and all walks of life mm-hmm. there whereas some other guitar players we might talk about you know you might go there and it's mostly other musicians mm-hmm. and guitar players <laughs> you know um so yeah i've seen yeah. him in in venues like with five thousand people, there. yeah, you know, like it's like going, it's going to like play, a, which is like, and it's like an 12, event, you know. I mean, he really yeah. knows how to connect. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, really cool. I think so. Yeah, yeah, something we we need to remember. <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I mentioned before that I, when I was on the road, I saw the Letter from Home tour like three times. Yeah, and just blown away. Just it's yeah. a long two and a half whatever, three-hour concert. Yeah. a long letter. Yeah. And just uh, great. And, and uh, things I've always loved about his, is his melodies are just long. Incredible. They, they aren't yes. a four-bar pattern repeated. It's it, these ideas just soar and soar and soar. So. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, any last words on Pat Metheny before we move on? Well, just related to everything we just said, I would say he is the king of the perfect set list. Like, he can put together a close to three-hour show that leaves people wanting more, mm-hmm. you know? Like... It's over before you know it. Yeah. I, I wish I could do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. So, well, let, yeah, let's cool. go down the list. And okay. another one of my favorites, John Schofield. Yes. Another amazing musician. Um, what do we say about Schofield? <laughs> well, well I, I think, you know, one interesting thing about, so we're going to talk about Matheny and Schofield and Frizzell. Stern and Frizzell. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, all, these are all guys that are basically the same age. Yeah, true. you know, you know, yeah. you know, like uh, you know, basic, you know, born fifty four, fifty five. Nineteen fifty four was a good year. For yeah, yeah. yeah. Players. Um, <laughs> and it's just interesting because because there's there and and they've sort of interacted with each other's and stuff. You know, there's a lot of interesting uh, music where you can see you know 
you know, two or more of them playing together, whatever. But, but, um, but again, Schofield, so, so Matheny sort of has this, you know, Midwestern sort of country and sort of yeah. Americana vibe. And Schofield, there, there's, it's, 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 there's more of an edge to his playing, you know, he's, mm-hmm. he's, you know, and I'm not sure exactly where he's born, but I believe it's somewhere like Connecticut or somewhere on the East he's Coast. back East somewhere. Yeah, yeah, somewhere back East. And, and, and so there's kind of a, a blues kind of edgy thing about him. And, and whereas Matheny to me is very smooth and very flowing, um, mm-hmm. Schofield is kind of jagged and kind of awkward, but in a cool way, Yeah, you know, and, and, you know, and I kind of think about sometimes like, like the, you know, to do anything really well, you sort of need to find who you are and, and reflect that. And, you know, Matheny's kind of a smooth kind of cool guy. And, and, and Schofield's kind of a big guy and he's kind of like, (laughs) he is a big guy. He's kind of like, I don't want to say awkward, but he's sort of not, he's not a ballerina, you know, and and (laughs) sort of his playing is not, it's, it's, I love it. It's beautiful. And it's, and it's, but it's sort of like, almost like teetering on the brink of disaster all the time. But, but it's exciting, you know, know, but it's exciting. You know, I'm kind of making it sound, Mm -hmm. you know, but that's what I love about it. You know, you know, it's, it's like, and he's sort of, I think found sort of his, and he kind of has this, this, this sort of, cool twisted sense of humor and it sort of comes through in his playing also mm-hmm. he's the guy who walks across the tight rope wire that's you know strung between the 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 tall skyscrapers yeah. with no <laughs> with no net and he's like screw it i'm gone yeah but but he's doing he, but he's kind of wobbling but he makes time. it yeah <laughs> every time he makes it cool so, what, yeah uh, you're gonna play a, a little bit of a piece of his something he wrote yes Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so, so, yeah. The first tune was written by Matheny, by the way. Yes. And and now this one, um, since you ask, is is written by Schofield. And I think what's cool about it is is so I'm going to start with you know sort of intro and because it's sort of a classic kind of bluesy but kind of twisted and kind of jagged but still melodic um, mm-hmm. combination of chords and melody. Yeah. All and, right. Um, so here we go. Yeah. So, okay. You know, you know, and so I'm so and so I'm kind of trying to get. So 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 he'll typically have maybe a little bit of chorus and a little bit of a little bit of edge on his sound, and so I'm sort of trying to 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 bring you know you know whereas Matheny I was trying to be a little more smooth now I'm trying to be a little more jagged. jagged. All right. Um, <laughs> Oh wait a minute, let me get my Let's get position. the microphone in the proper position. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. 
You can hear the in-studio audience love that. They love yeah, that. Yeah. Yes. What's, yeah, not to, really, what's not to love? Really beautiful yeah, yeah. tune. Can I make a quick comment about you playing may. music with other musicians? Yes. So, uh, and I'm lucky to live in it. We're all lucky to live in L.A. with all these yeah. great musicians here. But, um, so, uh, I didn't mention this, but on the first tune we played, when I soloed, I, I didn't want to take two choruses, but it, it was an I kept, I didn't stop. So all of a sudden I'm, I'm into the second chorus. <laughs> You're committed. <laughs> and I didn't like, I don't want to be improvised. I don't want to keep going. I, want, I don't want to keep going. So then in my brain, I said, well, let me just do something a little different and see what happens. And then Brad just kind of like started weaving in and out and it kind of turned into this cool mm -hmm. do, uh, I don't even know what it's called, but it, it was what I was hope, hoping would happen. Um, and just now on this, all of a sudden Brad goes, hey, should we both take an A? And so that's what we did. Nice. And then I heard him play the melody, and I was like, oh, maybe we should just go to the coder now. And we did. So, you know, if you, if you play with, with good people, things just work out. <laughs> I guess that's my point. Most of the time. <laughs> Most of the time. <laughs> you, you can trust that they're not going to get lost, and you're not going to get lost, and that when you do something... Uh, they'll probably hear it, and you'll all you'll all still be together, and that makes me very happy. Well, uh, speaking of that, so, I, thank you, Brad. Sure, sure. There's uh, the got your uh, back, and you got mine. <laughs> yeah. There's a John Schofield Pat Metheny record. There is. Yeah, yes, uh, I can see your house from here. I think is what it's called. It's an amazing. Yeah, album it, yeah, too, and yes. it's really uh, so much interaction and musicality yeah. in it. So it's really worth checking out. It, it is very very cool. Are we moving on to our next our next contestant here? Uh, we I think are, so. We are, yes. Okay, yeah. and that is Bill Frizzell. You got it. Yes. How do we describe Bill Frizzell? <laughs> well, well <laughs> we, were, we were talking a little bit before this, mm -hmm. and we were talking about Jeff Beck, and it suddenly, suddenly occurred to me, like, Bill Frizzell is the Jeff Beck of jazz. 
Uh, I've never heard that before. But I, I love it. I <laughs> Can think you it, tell us why? Why? Um, well, well, because because Jeff Beck, you know, is is sort of you know he's been a, one of the great rock guitar players of all time, right? You yes. know, you know, and and he's been been killing it f- since the mid '60s from the Yardbirds <laughs> mm-hmm. through the Jeff Beck Group through all the different albums, and he's always doing different stuff. And and what's so great about him is is he's just got such imagination for sounds and and playing just little things, and it's not like he necessarily plays some something crazy fast or something, mm-hmm. but it's just always beautiful and cool or weird. And and, and Frizzell's exactly the same way. He's like kind of you're almost sometimes wondering, well, what is he even doing? You know, <laughs> but 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 he's just so good at at fitting in and finding quirky little things that no one else would think of. You know, yep. and just weird little harmonies and chords and voicings, and and he's just really all the people we're talking about to, to me are very distinctive. Like I know them, you know, from the. Yeah. From the like the you know three notes or whatever, you yep. know, but but um, you know, and and yeah. you know, you were saying you know I I can see your house mirror. What's interesting is is that session actually was booked twice, and the first time, um, Matheny couldn't make it, so so um, Bill Frizzell stubbed for him, and they did an album called um, Grace Under Pressure. Oh yeah. Yeah, know, which which is um, also a great album. Which which is which is also two guitars, bass, and drums. You know, yeah. you know, but Schofield and Frizzell. Yes. Anyway, um, any, anything you want to say? Uh, about just that. Yeah, he's always surprising. He's he's full of surprises, and he's again. I think maybe all these guys is that they're very fearless. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'll tell you a, a cool. Just quick thing is, I, one time I went to see Bill Frizzell Trio in Santa Monica at, at, at my place. I don't sure. know if you remember that club. And the band comes out and they start playing, and uh, it was electric bass, electric guitar. The, the bass and guitar they had their volume all the way off, so it was like this loud hmm. in in that big club, right? Wow. And then they slowly start. I think they it. It took almost three minutes to do like a crescendo up to actual oh, wow. band volume, yeah. and then they started the tune, and I was just like, "But everyone had left by then, right?" Yeah, <laughs> no. no, but it was just like no. they drew people in. You know, everyone yeah, right, at the yeah. bar stopped talking, right. and they're like looking like, "What's going on?" And you know, that's that's some uh, discipline and some talent to pull yeah, something off yeah. like that. You know, so and he's he's just constantly doing things like that, just always surprising you with something unexpected or beautiful or ugly or whatever, you know? Yeah. So. Well, all the, all these guys we're talking about, you know, you know, they're all sort of masters of sort of reinventing themselves yeah. over and over and, and finding different combinations and different contexts to play in. Um, and, um, oh, what I want to say, but the other thing I would say about him is just, he's, he's the master of space too, of just like leaving, you know, yes. not playing, you know, or just playing a couple notes, you know, and, and Jeff Beck, going back to Jeff Beck, yeah. that's, a, that's one of the things why, mm-hmm. you know, they sort of share and have yeah. common. Yeah, he's uh, he's got an album, or he's left, definitely done some touring in a trio with no bass player, just drums, yeah, yeah. guitar, and a horn. And I remember reading an interview, and they said, "Is that hard to do?" Like, because myself included, I would feel pressure to like try to play a, a rudimentary right, yeah. bass part. And he's like, "No, like, I don't, I don't even worry about the bass part. You know, I just play what I normally play, and and it and it works out." And mm. I was like, "Oh man, I wouldn't have thought about that yeah, it yeah. that way." You know? So, let's play let's play this tune yeah, that yeah. he wrote. What are you gonna play? So this is "Strange Meeting," 
And this again, this is a composition by Frizzell. And 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 so I'm switched to a, like a solid body guitar because a lot of times he plays Telecasters. He plays a lot of different guitars, but Telecasters most commonly, which uh -huh. is what this is. Um, hey, can we vamp in on the last four bars? Okay, for a little while. Is that cool? Sure. Yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> All right. Instant guys. instant arrangement. <laughs> oh. Thank you. 
Yeah, what a great tune. Yeah, it's, really cool chord changes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Aren't they nice? Yeah. yeah so that's uh, that's fantastic. But well, uh, anything else you want to say about Bill Frizzell? Sure. This is a C minor chord. Yes. This is a Bill Frizzell C minor chord. So there you go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's he's again using open strings and and like he's yeah. got the what's cool about that he's got the C and then he's got the flat five and then he's got the natural five right next to each other, which you're not supposed to do that. He's breaking all the rules. That, yeah. That's you know you know if if you know I'm glad the doors are closed because the police could could pull us away. <laughs> the court police. Yeah. 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 So so he's you know he's just always looking for these tensions. You know a lot of you know actually actually him and. And um, Schofield both, to me, share this thing of, like, Very they good. really like these intervals, like, you, you know, things that are sort of edgy and, and you know, like, yeah. ninths and seconds. They make it work. Sevenths, you know, just, yeah. That's very cool. Well, hey, we have a couple of people who have tipped. Cool. Thank so you. I want to say Thanks hi to everybody. Jennifer. Thank you, Jennifer. She's uh, tipped. And Mark has also tipped. And he said he must have missed part one, but it's on the archive page. If it you is. go to yes. live at zero BPM, and that's live uh, com, you'll see the archives is up there. You just click on that. You can see every show. This is show 77 that we've done. Whoa. So That's amazing. Uh, yeah. So anyway, thank you, Jennifer. And thank you, Mark. Who is the, the next guitar player uh, in line? Mike, uh, uh, next is Mike Stern. Oh, okay. Oh, yes. I, I'm out of order here. My list doesn't have great. So let's. Uh, we, we, that's what we were just we're, talking we're about. Editing. We're editing our show. Well, you're, yes, you're, <laughs> you're editing the list in real time. Well, yeah, now Mike Stern is one of my personal favorites. I just love everything he's ever done. So what? What do you have to say about Mike? Well, let me say one one thing first. I forgot. So, so we we I made one mistake in the la, the you know history of jazz guitar volume one. Mm-hmm. Where, where I, I said that Django, when he burned his hands, that he, that he wasn't he, he wasn't a guitar player, but actually he played from very young. Okay, you, you, know, you know, you know. So a friend of mine corrected me, yeah. um, and I just wanted to get the record straight. Um, so, so even though he burned his hand when he was a teenager, you know, so he could only play with two fingers, basically, he was already a guitar player at that point. Oh, so, really? so he had to learn how to play. Like yeah, this. yeah. So then he had to learn how to play with two hands. But I, but I said that he learned he played guitar after that. Anyway, so okay. Well, we'll print a retraction. And okay, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Okay. Dis- okay. Okay. Pre- and anyway, back to Mike Stern. Okay. Tell us about. Oh, Mike okay. Stern. Well, Mike. <laughs> so Mike Stern. Um, well, well, one thing. One thing I want to say, you know, you know, is is there's an interesting connection between. Um, three of the guitar players, because if we get to John McLaughlin and also um, Mike Stern and um, Schofield, they all played with Miles, you know, right, you know, yes. early in their career, and and sort of, yeah. you know, you know, so so um, it's one thing that they had in common. And um, anyway, to me, Mike Stern is he's, he's sort of like like the entry path for a lot of people to get to jazz from rock because because maybe more than anyone else he sort of really is able to sort of directly transplant like classic blues and rock type licks right over jazz changes and then and then yep. and then seamlessly mix them with um you know bebop a whole you know intense bebop and modern jazz vocabulary, you know, you know, and, and it's sort of, and it's, and, and so a lot of like rock players, when they, when they hear him, you know, they, it sort of makes sense, even if other jazz didn't make sense to them. They so can relate to it. So, yeah. so he's, he's brought a lot of rock guitar players into jazz which for, is, for good or, cool. good or ill. Good thing, yeah. And, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, well, I mean, well, I'll say, I, I this say about but you can say some stuff. Is, uh, man, he's just got so much 
energy in his playing. And uh, I remember seeing him a long, long time ago when I was still pretty young. And I was just kind of starting to get into jazz. And it was Dennis Chambers on drums, Bob Berg on saxophone, Lincoln Goins on oh, bass. Yeah, so and really, really also on. at my place. Really early on, at, yeah. At yeah I, I was probably there. You probably yeah. were there, yeah. A lot of a lot of people, I talked to them, are like, oh, yeah, I was there. Like, um, But... I just remember every song, I thought, you just, it can't get any more intense than this. You know, these guitar solos go on five, six, seven minutes, and he doesn't, he doesn't let up. He's just got, like, seems like this endless reserve of energy to, to put out there, and the band is just going crazy. Song ends, everyone freaks out, and then next tune, he'll do it again. Then he'll do it again. He's just got, I'd never seen someone do that. Well, I saw him <laughs> live in New York. He used to play at a place called Bar 55, which yep. they called The Dump. Oh, yeah, yep. yeah. The and Dump. That's yeah. The, that's the place yeah. to see him, yeah. I guess he played every Tuesday night or something like that. For many years, yeah. Forever. There, and, yeah. you know, this is when New York was 40 bucks to get in and the drinks were 15 or something crazy like that. Yeah, yeah. But you go to The Dump and it was $9 and it included a drink ticket. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so my buddy uh, Chris and I are sitting at the bar and we're literally like, six, seven, eight feet away from Mike Stern. And they're set up on the floor, this funky little place. There's yeah. no stage or anything. And my buddy, I don't remember what the order was, but it, uh, he says, this, his sets are always, you know, a standard, yep. uh, a ballad, the blues. And he had a set and he did that. Four tunes. Uh, yeah. And we were sitting just <laughs> literally 10 feet away from this greatness in this dumpy little, <laughs> it was yeah. a dump. And yeah. it was it was such an amazing experience. But just like Jeff said, he, he would just bring you in with these solos and that sort yeah. of, you know, and... Uh, I can't remember who was playing it, but I did see him also at Catalina's with, uh, uh, I think it was Lincoln Goins on bass. I, and I might have been Bob Mincer on tenor, and uh -huh. uh, and it was uh, maybe Dave Weckl or no, it was uh, no, that's probably the career. guy you just mentioned. Oh, I, Dennis Chambers. Dennis Chambers, Chambers. on drums, who yep. played the most joyful drum solo yes. I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> of course, one of those. Mike Stern does a lot of these things where they do this rhythmic thing at the end. Uh, all playing a unison single note line and the drummer solos over it. And yep. Dennis Chambers was having so much fun messing with them. It was, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I will never forget that, uh, <laughs> that solo. Anyway, but we're here to talk about the guitar playing. So yes, guys going to play a tune of his. We are. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. I want to, I want to say a couple more things, although the playing sure. is, is fun. Um, the, so, so he's, so he's kind of the opposite of Frizzell. You know, you know, so for, where Frizzell is sort of leaving space and very relaxed, yeah. you, you know, you know, I'm just saying, you know, he's, he's like, like Jeff was saying, he's just sort of in your face. Yeah. And, and so, so, so it's sort of little <laughs> interesting little anecdotes about him. So, so he's, he like lives and breathes guitar 24 hours a day, you know, so, so like when he's touring, you know, you know, he'll leave, he'll in between, you know, he'll like call people up and have them come jam in his hotel room or, right. you know, or, 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 or he'll be playing and he's constantly practicing and playing and, yeah. And a year or so, maybe two years ago, he he was in New York and he fell. Oh yeah, he broke his he, wrist. He, or he, he fell, you know, yeah. like like you know, in the on the street. Yeah. And and broke both his wrists and his and really damaged his hands and his wrists and his arms really. He slipped big on time. the ice. Yeah, 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 and and. Yeah. And it's had some operations and stuff, and and he was really having a hard for for a while. He did, didn't know if he was going to play, but finally he he after really working on stuff, he figured out well he couldn't really his left hand was came back, but mm -hmm. his right hand is still pretty messed up. But he found a way to to like actually um, glue a pick onto his hand when he's going to play. <laughs> Uses um, glue from a I guess it's wig glue, you know, oh you know, so gosh. so that it's not permanent. But he has to have, actually have have to glue a, a pick onto his hand. 
to play, but but he's still touring. You know, he's still he's you know that was he found a way to play. That's some dedication, no matter what. <laughs> yes, you know. Yeah, that's amazing. Anyway, that's inspiring. Yes. Well, you guys want to play a tune? What do you yeah. got to play? Yeah, so we're we're gonna play Suspone, which is a Mike Stern tune, rhythm over rhythm changes. See if I can play this head and. Um, it's anyway. What's interesting about it is it's it's got this. When I'm talking about this, ele- this combination of elements of blues and bebop, and then, and and I'm playing a Telecaster, which is typically what he plays. Of, of you know the Yamaha version of a Telecaster. Um. Anyway, let's do it. Thank you. 
fun one that is that's a crazy little melody that is uh very cool so any any final words on mike stern before we move on to uh i have a feeling we're going to go a little past eight tonight (laughs) i think we will yeah we got a couple more so yeah let's do it i think the uh, we got a small but powerful audience out there and uh they're digging it so this is a this is a really great episode this is a little bit more music than normal in our jazz round tables but uh i'm digging it uh but uh who are we talking about now guys um, we're, we're, now we're going to Ralph Towner. Okay. So we, okay, cool. I'm feeling a little schizophrenic at this point. <laughs> oh, wait, before we do that, I got to go back to Mike Stern because West fan wrote that, uh, Mike Stern tripped when he was walking across a construction site. Oh, six months later, he recorded a CD, which he titled trip. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh Jim Rolf just showed up and says, Brad, you oh. have my telly. Oh, oh, yeah, it, it's yeah, similar. Yeah, he he has one similar color. Cool, cool. In, in fact, you better check in your case, Jim, because yours might be gone. <laughs> okay, let's get on to uh, uh, who are we on now? We're on uh, Ralph, Ralph Towner. Towner, yes. So, something different about Ralph Towner is that he doesn't play electric guitar. Well, he probably does at home, but. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't. He's known for because so, he's not even. He, I don't. I've never even seen him yeah, use a pick. He plays uh, nylon string classical guitar. He's classically trained. He doesn't use a pick, you know. So he plays in the style of you know all those masters like Andre Segovia and uh, Pepe Romero and mm-hmm. all those guys. And he plays twelve string acoustic guitar, which is also very unusual for this type of music. Um, right, and almost no one plays a twelve string with with their with fingers because yeah. it it thrashes stra- <laughs> your, your nails. Yeah, you know, because you need nails is 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 key to playing fingerstyle. So the thing cool is, for at least for me, the thing that's cool about Ralph, not just his sound, which is incredibly beautiful, and I I love the sound of classical guitar, but um, and twelve string guitar. For me, it's his harmony, and the like. He really uh, maximizes the acoustic resonance of the instrument. So I was just thinking of an example, like a C, if I wanted to play, I'll just play a couple chords, like a jazz type chords. If I wanted to play an E minor nine, maybe I'd do something like this. 
Ooh, I need more volume out of you. Oh, wait, 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 hold on. How about this? Much better. Thank you. There you there go. go. If I wanted to play an E minor 9 in a more traditional way, I might play something like this. And then a C major 7, like with a sharp 11, I'd do something like this. Right? So what Ralph would do is he would move the notes and those chords around so he could get a bunch of open strings. In other words, not not pushing down with your fingers. So he would take this note, put it down here instead. Um, and then you get, instead of this, you get this. It's the same chord, but the one of the notes has been moved an octave, and now you get four open strings. And then for the C major, just add this finger. So you get that instead of this. And he's got hundreds of chords like that, just with just beautiful ringy yeah. overtones and just, I think it's the coolest thing ever. So I've stolen a lot of <laughs> chord voicings from him for sure. So you want to say anything else about him? <laughs> um, yeah, well, I, th I think, you know, he's kind of the Bill Evans of... Yeah, uh, jazz guitar because, you know, Bill Evans was sort of known for you know sort of creating interesting harmonies and sort of and like closed voicings because one of the reasons why that voicing that Jeff just played is cool too also is because because the notes are close together you know you know in other words they're you know they're mm -hmm. instead of the notes being spread apart they're you know so like close together notes you know meaning they're on a piano yeah. they would be almost all right next to each other yeah, like yeah. that and and, like and, that. and that creates a cool sort of tension. You know, you, even in a more normal chord, it sort of sounds more tense. Like here's four notes out of an E minor scale. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. They're in the chord. You know, you can't do that without using open strings. So it's a really cool. It is very kind of pianoistic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, well, and 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 he and he's a, a fine piano player. He's a, a, also he's, he a studied great, studied great piano, piano and and yeah. also. So, we're gonna play a tune that he didn't write. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the for, yeah, but but this, it's named after him. Yeah, this is called Ralph's Piano Waltz because it was written on um, Ralph Towner's piano at his house by John Abercrombie, who's another. Um, guitar player that that we're gonna we sh we should mention we should talk passing. about him right now before we start yeah 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 who's who's another one of you know yeah. sort of this this same generation of guitar players and and a real interesting player and and Ralph and and Abercrombie played a lot in a duo um, configuration mm -hmm. and which at the time was rare to have yeah yeah just two guitars two no, just guitar, two guitars and an electric guy and a guy playing right, a 12 string right, or, electric or and acoustic. classical yeah and really cool. as we learned on the last jazz round table which was jazz french horn ralph towner also plays oh, french horn he does play uh, french horn Joyce oh, reminded right. me of that thank you Joyce. Oh, oh, right. <laughs> i forgot about that and he's an amazing composer too mm -hmm. so, yeah. so very special both those guys yeah yeah, yeah. And John John Abercrombie, we should mention, he kind of, wouldn't you say he's sort of, I don't know, like the older brother of uh, yeah, yeah, well, well, Schofield well, and Matheny yeah, and those guys? Yeah, well, he's know? a couple years older than 
than when I was saying all those guys are kind of the same age. He's a couple years older, and he and he sort of was on the scene just before them. Yeah. And and I think it was pretty influential, particularly with um, well, I think all of them, Matheny and well, we're talking about Matheny Stern and Schofield. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, as far as one of the first guys to sort of play. You know, more open style, more incorporating these these interest these different things that aren't necessarily directly jazz. You know, you know traditional jazz. Yeah. You know, and he he's mm -hmm. actually the first guy I ever heard of or or saw play a Les Paul. Jazz, yeah, right, a jazz right. guy, you know. Right, right, right. What's what, he doing he, with that guitar? You know? Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. In other words, he's, you know, sort of because yeah, people are starting to play solid bodies, like yeah. you said earlier, and he and he was yeah, he was doing it early on. So. We, we owe him a lot. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, this is his song, written on Ralph Towner's piano, I guess. Yeah, is yeah. that the, is yes, that the That's the story, and, yeah. All right. Titled. And, and we're, we're using Charlie Hayden's chart. Charlie Hayden's chart, and we're using uh, Billy's guitar. Blue <laughs> Fender. That's my that's awesome my acoustic steel guitar. string. Because I opened my case and I got a broken string on my other guitar, so. Billy saved the day. Well, our full, full service studio here, so yes, whatever hey, you need, we yeah. got it. <laughs> okay, okay, so, guys, so here we take go. it away.
nice too. That was really nice. Yeah, that people were really commenting on that. Uh, Joyce made the comment that uh, that uh, Ralph's songs are haunting and dreamy. Yeah, yeah that's a good uh, description. Jennifer yeah. said beautiful, and Phil got you uh, has a new nickname for you, Jeff. It's Spider Fingers. All right, I'll take it. <laughs> Jeff Spiderfingers Miley. I have to change your name tag on the. <laughs> but yeah, that was very cool. That very very nice. So yeah. Uh, any other words about about? Uh... Well, I'll just say another random musical thing, which okay. is since this is a pseudo educational experience here, um, the coolest thing about playing with other human beings is when unexpected things happen, mm -hmm. and that tune. Uh, I barely heard it, but we were, we were, I think we were just kind of like playing the head out and I, we got to this chord and I'm pretty sure Brad said, stay there. Is that what you said or something? I did, yeah. I think no, he, I said, keep going. I, I, <laughs> I think he said, stay I there. I said, stay there. Yeah. I, just said, yeah. I was like, did he just say that? I was yeah. like, okay, well, I'll just stay here. And then I just yeah. stayed on that chord and then that was the end. Of, that's how we ended yeah. the song. Nice. <laughs> Stuff like that is always fun, you know, and if you keep your, uh, don't have an agenda and keep your ears open and your mind open and things like that can happen, which I think is cool. So, Very cool. Yeah. All right. Is it time to move on? Yes. Okay. We've got one left. <laughs> we actually have – well, you mentioned John Abercrombie, but you have two others we haven't talked about yet. Well, we, we, remember we edited our, our show. Oh, so. you did. Okay. So who do we have? We've got John McLaughlin. <laughs> okay. Perfect. And uh, so let's talk about John. <laughs> What do we say about him? Well, you know, we talked to, we talked some, a little bit about, about him last time, time you know, but, yeah. but I mean, I mean, one of the things for him, you know, and, and all these guys, by the way, you've mentioned, you know, you know, I think we both agree we're, are big influences. Big on, time. Mm -hmm. on, yeah. On us. But, but also the, the way, why we pick them is because, because these really feel like as far as this era of guitar players, these are really, you know, some of the most significant yes. from, from then until now, you, you know, guitar players as far as impact on, on other players uh, uh, on guitar and even other instruments, mm -hmm. you know, and agreed. And, you know, one of the, you know, and one of the things that John McLaughlin, you know, brought to the table, which was, was pl playing odd times and bringing in influences from world music, from yes. music from different cultures, particularly Indian music. Yes, and, was, and so he had real, and and also just you know like this, his band, the Mavishan Orchestra, was like kind of like the, the, the original heavy metal jazz band. Yeah, you know, you know, played mm -hmm. like with a, with like you know Marshall Stacks and Les Paul, and then a double neck guitar, you know, and just screaming loud, you know, mm. but very intense. Yes, you know, the most intense, maybe even you know ever, you know, as far as like yeah. jazz fusion guitar player. You know, and then he turned around and he, and he did stuff on acoustic guitar, you know, and, and did real sensitive stuff, did, you know, Indian stuff, you know, a lot of things yep. with acoustic guitar and, and more straight ahead playing, you very, know, just all kinds of s different stuff. Very versatile, you know? very versatile cat. And hmm. uh, very, uh, uh, yeah, the odd time thing is definitely big with him. And, and, he, and he has a way of writing tunes that are, like, there's something in it always that's also very simple that like kind of like can get people to you know even if it's some crazy time signature they they don't worry yeah. about that they can just listen to it um yeah well like the tune we're going to play is a blues yeah but, it's but basically it a blues to be in 11 it's in 11 11 yeah. beats instead of four eight. yeah cool then you get more blues yeah, yeah you exactly. get even more more, blue, more blues <laughs> cool so uh okay you want to take it away yes mm-hmm <laughs> 
Why don't you start with that riff and then I'll right away.
That was fantastic. You really lit up the boards with that right. one. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of great comments. Cool. But uh, I, I have a great comment from Jim. He says, the acoustic songs, which is the, the talk song you did before this, the uh, acoustic song reminds me of my record distribution days distributing ECM. Very nice. Ooh, good. So, and yeah. Jim also sent a tip in. So thank you very thank much. Thank you, Jim. As did Tiffany. So, uh, you know, thank you. I, every little bit helps. No amount is too small. Thank you, no Tiffany. No amount is too large. So, uh if you want to, like I said before, if you're watching this on an archive, you're listening to this on the podcast, you can still tip at whatever you'd like. Just go to the, the link. You'll see it in the chat rooms and uh, go to our website. You can find it. So every little bit helps to put this on. We want to keep this going and, and uh, your help helps. <laughs> I don't know how else yes. to say it. So was that our last tune of the night? We're out of tune. I think so, yes. yes. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Well, that, we didn't get to play the encore claps, but next time. Yes. Well, history of Jazz Guitar Part 3. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, I want to thank our guests. Let's get some close-ups here. Brad Rebuchin. There he is, everybody. Oh, let's get the audience in there. Yes, thank yes. You. They thank love you. Brad. And then, of course, Jeff Miley. They like him. Thank you. Just thank as much. You. There you go, Jeff. You guys were fantastic. Uh, this was you. This was a really good episode. And uh, like I said, we... Oops, I got to... Where am I? There I am. Uh... This format's a little different. We usually do a lot more talking about uh, personal histories and everything, but this was really nice to have you guys on. And uh, and they are saying they do like this format, so we'll have to come up with more ways to do things like this. Cool. You know, it, with not just necessarily guitars, but whatever, yeah. whoever we can bring in to do more discussion of what's uh, what to listen to and how to listen. And we've actually talked about doing a how to listen to jazz 101 thing with the whole mm. rhythm section. So we'll have to plan on that sometime. That's cool. Yeah. But anyway, I'm going to play our outro video. Come okay. hang out. Uh, uh, Thursday for Konganas. And if you're out there, like the videos, please follow us, subscribe, whatever the, the venue, the, whatever the you're watching on says to do. And hopefully uh, check out the podcast. If you listen to that, uh, this is episode 12 of the podcast. So we've got quite a bit up there for you to pick and choose from. And this one will probably be, hopefully be re released by the weekend once I clean up the audio and everything. So anyway, thank you again out there. We will see you soon. Thanks for joining us at Live at Zero BPM. These videos will be archived on YouTube and Facebook, so tell your friends. These Jazz Roundtable shows will also be released as a podcast, so please subscribe. Go to live at zeropm.com for details and to sign up for our mailing list. Also, find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. See you soon. <laughs>